0: Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Tuesday the 1st of August. There are some business sentiment survey opinion polls out today, but investors shouldn't waste their time on sentiment surveys. Instead, the general nature of the economic slowdown and the future of inflation is on display in a variety of indicators. Starting off, We have the Korean trade data for the first 20 days of July. The data again showed a decline in exports. This doesn't mean that the consumer is giving up globally. It does suggest that consumers in developed economies are continuing to feel the effects of really bad real wage growth in recent years, and that, combined with a preference for spending on services rather than goods, is hurting mercantile trade. The shift to spending on services may possibly be more structural, not a temporary post-pandemic splurge on vacations. There's some evidence that flexible working encourages more spending on leisure travel, for example. From the United Kingdom, meanwhile, the British Retail Consortium has reported that prices in UK stores were lower on average in July than they were in June. That brought down the headline year-on-year rate of inflation. It does certainly look as if the attacks on profit-led inflation are starting to pay off and firms are no longer able to increase profit margins without risking damage to their brand from customers who are increasingly sceptical about stories of cost pressures. One thing to note is that the slowing of food price inflation in the British Retail Consortium's index will not translate directly into the consumer price inflation data. UK supermarkets have responded to the threat of a loss of customer loyalty by introducing a two-tier pricing system, with significant discounts for loyalty card holders. The same thing is happening in the Republic of Ireland. The British Retail Consortium's Shop Price Index includes the discounts for privileged consumers. The UK's Office of National Statistics' official consumer price inflation does not include those discounts. Yesterday's Senior Loan Officer's Opinion Survey from the US Federal Reserve showed a further tightening of credit standards and a decline in demand for commercial borrowing, including for commercial real estate. Smaller banks do not seem to be tightening lending standards as aggressively as larger banks, and that argues against a banking system problem. Tighter lending standards are about reassessing the direction of the economy overall. Some of the slower loan demand may reflect structural changes. Office occupancy continues to be affected by trends towards flexible working, and while investment in local manufacturing production may be increasing, the office space story is likely to be the more dominant. The important point from this data is a reminder that the effects of the US Federal Reserve Chair Powell's relentless hike, hike, hike mentality have yet to be fully felt in the economy. Much of the slowdown in US inflation to date has been independent of the Fed's policy moves. Of course, loan demand may well slow anyway because of the structural changes, increased efficiency in the use of capital stock means that economies may be less capital-intensive over time, at least as far as real estate is concerned. But that still has economic consequences. We also have the US JOLTS job openings data published, which in theory will also report on job vacancy numbers. Two points need to be made here. First, nearly 70% of firms asked about their job vacancies and layoffs don't bother to reply. The failure in the response rate is so high that really the data shouldn't be published. The tiny subset of firms that do reply are very likely to be biased in their answers because clearly normal firms don't bother filling in these particular forms. Second, the job vacancy number does not represent job vacancies. Instead, it measures only externally advertised job vacancies. The story since 2021 in the US and elsewhere has been of a significant increase in labour market turnover, and that turnover is now slowing. What that means is the job vacancy rate is first pushed up and then pushed down without actually telling us much about the level of demand for labour. These numbers will get a lot of attention, but they need to be treated with a huge amount of scepticism. That's all for today. Have a good day.